All right, guys, welcome to Inside the Unsigned. My name is Joe Deke. And I'm O motherfucking G. <laughs> Not just any sort of OG. O motherfucking G. You got that shit right, Joe. Orion <laughs> in the house. Joe D, you know how we do. We're coming at you with that fresh insight, and we're going to have some fun today, right, Joe? Absolutely, man. We got, we got you know, a few things that we can talk about, but, you know, I know you get you get tons of questions in your in your inbox or people just hitting you up, like asking fan advice and stuff like that. So like, what's, what's like one of the things that you hear pretty often, uh, you know, come by your way? Well, literally, I'm glad you asked. Um, literally it's a lot of, cause uh, a lot of people on my page who are in bands upcoming know that I've done fucking like 20,000 tours and stuff. So they asked me, what to do and what not to do on tour. You know, usually I'll tell them, you know, trial and error and give them a couple of tips, but this is a chance to really get into some serious depth on tour etiquette. Absolutely. I think that, I mean, I think tour etiquette's a good way to put it. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different avenues that you can kind of explore with that, you know, whether it's just, you know, the initial talking with your, uh, with your promoter uh, to even being at the show, there's a lot of, you know, details that you kind of get vague, you know, answers for, but I think, I think between the two of us, we can get people a pretty good base knowledge on what to expect and kind of, you know, how to, how to carry yourself and make the tour as, you know, successful as possible, even if you don't have the best circumstances going on. So, um, yeah. So what, what are, what are some of the first things you, uh, you bring up? Well, the first and probably the most important thing is don't go into a tour or any tour ever with that, you know, big guy, big band, rock star mentality. Be cool to every single person, every single band, all the local bands on the tour. Meet the promoters every single day because that's that's networking for you. You might not know when you need to go back there again, meet the sound guy. He might do a better job for you. Just be cool. That's number one. Just be cool and chill the whole damn tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. There, there's, you know, you, you, you hit it when you said a uh, networking, like networking is like a huge, huge part of it. Um, that's like, to be honest, I, that was one of the things that I learned like way later on in, uh, you know, when I was doing a lot of DIY stuff for Kamisato, um, you know, we were just kind of doing like everything, like begging people to play shows. Like it was so fucking hard booking our first tour because we were, I mean, a nobody band. We we barely even came out with our first EP. And I remember I still have the email. It's like maybe 300, 400 emails. I'm not even fucking kidding. Uh, just hitting up a bunch of people only to manage to get like seven or 10 dates, like actually booked, like, and they're just kind of like those, all right, if you're coming through, I guess we have a spot for you. It was, it was stuff like that. So like, you know, that, that networking part is so key that, you know, I wish I had had, uh, that know-how when I first started, because all these people that like I knew in Maryland and, you know, Virginia, like the, at least the areas that we were local to, if I had, you know, maybe networked a little bit more, gone out to some shows, you know, maybe, contacted more over social media, you know, well, even though it wasn't as strong back then, but, uh, you know, that, that might've been a whole lot easier. And I know, you know, with the, 
wide amount of people that you can get on social media these days or like access, you can definitely expand that network a lot easier. So I, I, I completely agree with uh, the networking part of it. And again, promoters, sound guys, like everything. Like I remember on tour, we, we even had uh, a sound guy that recognized us from, you know, a few months back and he's like, oh shit, it's you guys again. And we're like, yeah, man, uh, thanks for last time. He's like, I'm gonna do even better this time. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's really important. Um, what, uh, I mean, what, what else, what else, uh, do you say on top of that? I mean, all the stuff, I guess to me and you, this seems pretty self-explanatory, but I mean, every single person in your band needs to help with looting in, looting out. I mean, honestly, equally, cause I, right now I feel bad for, for, for our drummers back in the day. You know, because, like, literally, they have the most things to take on and off, especially when you're done playing on stage and there's a band after you and the guitar players grab their shit and then they're, like, sweaty and you're at the merch table and then you still see your drummer struggling. He's looking at you with that face, like, save me. (laughs) Or even, you know, just stuff like that. I've seen so many bands that I've toured with that were just kind of fresh and they're just kind of, like, so stoked to be on tour that they're just doing what they do if they were at a local show and just taking their time i guess you would say but you know how it is on the road and there's so many bands coming in and out you better i mean number one make make sure your shit is cool i remember uh the very first day of our tour uh with with you guys and christian's backup guitar my guitar got stolen that first day of the tour in uh in jersey oh shit oh yeah i do remember that yeah so you know like (laughs) i remember that i remember that like place in general like especially like i don't remember the name of the place and i guess it doesn't really matter but i do i do remember like where all the band stuff was i'm like we need somebody buy like our our section of instruments like at all times because who who knows what the fucking happened it's like literally just one room where all of the equipment went like all of the bands that were playing on the tour package and the local bands like all were in that room and i was i was like damn well uh yeah, somebody's definitely got to keep this on watch. So, uh, you know, if if there's ever a sketchy situation, it's always, you know, better to be safe than sorry because you can't can't take a risk with that. And not, unfortunately, you know, your Christian had to uh, feel that firsthand. Luckily, he didn't take that too bad. But even on top of what we're talking about there, the merch is number one because I mean, most of the bands coming up, a lot of them don't even bring a merch guy just to save money, or if they have a homie who will come out for straight nothing. That's chill. But, I mean, I, I fall victim to this, too. How many times you're, you're playing a show and everyone's doing their thing and you look over at your merch table and you don't see a goddamn soul there? How many times? You can't even count, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it happened. I mean, again, that's something that you that we learned over time, but not that I'm, I'm sure shit got stolen. And honestly, it is what it is. Like, cool, I'm glad you like it. And you're, I mean, you're not, you're going to steal it, but yeah, it's still, you can't, you can't be having that shit happen all the time, especially if they're like taking stacks on of CDs or whatever, but all the same, like that still comes out of your, uh, you know, the band's pocket. I don't think many people realize that, um, even like, well, yeah, even, even sign bands, like all those, for the most part, that's money you're taking like directly out of the band's pockets and like. You know, for the, we're relying on that to, uh, especially like when we were we were first getting started on, 
you only get so much in guarantees and you know you you're relying on uh you know this merch debt that you have to pay back eventually so like you know it's very rare that you're going to sell out all your merch unless you like you know under under buy however much you need so uh, and that's always hard to anticipate but you know you never know if you're actually going to break even uh when you when you're you know buying the stuff uh before a tour so it, there's enough of those uh those theft things going on uh, there's two shirt sales you probably missed out on could uh you know got your tank half full to the next place like that shit matters when you're a fresh band on tour and one thing that i really see quite often because at first i was a victim of this as well i just start to have all this merchandise and all that and you know there have been plenty of times where there's like a homie you know toss you a shirt whatever toss you a cd whatever and then after you know so far into the tour you're like man we're kind of low on a bunch of stuff i don't remember selling this much and then you, you just realize you just gave away probably a couple hundred dollars on this entire tour because you want to please, you know, your friends you've seen before on tour. After a while, I cut that out. It's like, you know, you just got to be real with your fans, your listeners. Be real with your fans. Like, I can't just give you stuff all the time. I know I'm your homie, but, you know, I'll cut you a couple dollars off or something. But let's be real. Like, you're really kind of fucking us if you expect free merch every time I see you. Yeah, and I know I know a lot of bands uh, like to do you know merch swaps or whatever. Like I'll give you one of our shir- shirts for one of your shirts or whatever, and like you know that's that can be all right. But like when you think about it, if you know you're one band and you're giving a shirt to the three three other packages that you're touring with, and they each have five members, you just lost fifteen shirts or whatever. Just just you know doing the the merch swap. And, you know, it's cool to represent and like, you know, it, it, it does kind of, it is kind of an investment because you're getting your name out there because they're, they're obviously in a touring band too. So they'll wear that shirt and, you know, your name will get out there. So in that, it's kind of an investment, but at the same time, you kind of have to, you know, weigh it out because that 15 shirts is not cheap. Yeah. I told my guys, each person's allowed one merch trade on each tour we can do without five shirts because like you said they're gonna wear it that's I, I can get down with 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 that but anything more it's like just fucking pay the money and buy their shirt man if you want it that bad if you want an extra shirt go ahead and pay for it yeah yeah and actually on that tour that we had i remember um i know we had played with convictions in the past like in a local show but it was like you know years prior to that so that was the first time we actually you know, met them and, you know, eventually, you know, we all got to know each other like throughout, I mean, just the, the whole tour package eventually by the end of it got really close. But uh, even at the end, like everybody was homies, but I'll always respect Mike for this. He was like, yo, one of your shirts. And I was just like, all right, man, here you go. He's like, how much is it? I was like, I'm, no, I, here you go. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to take your money. He's like, no, dude, I like, I know how this is and I want to pay for the shirt. Like, I like you guys. I don't want to do like a band, a band swap or whatever. I, I just want to buy your shirt. I was like, well, fuck yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. Like I, I, you don't really see that much. Like, you know, who's going to decline a free, a free shirt or whatever, a free swap. But yeah, I, I respected him a lot for that. That was pretty That dope. is dope. I remember, um, 
when I got that convictions hat that I rocked for like a year straight, I made sure I bought that. I made sure I bought it because literally it was the only one that they had left. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like, oh, shit. I was yeah. like, bet, got you. And I, like, literally, I'm pretty sure I was their ultimate promoter that year. I did not take that hat off for like a year straight, dude. Like, I was rocking <laughs> the fuck out of that hat. I remember that hat, yeah. But yeah, man. No, I mean, but that's, you know, it's all yeah, easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and there's, you know, there's there's a lot. And again, like, uh, not necessarily along the lines of tour etiquette, but even like tour attitude, kind of going along with what you said yeah. about, you know, don't don't think that you're some big uh, thing. Like, yeah, it's super exciting that, you know, you get to go on tour and like you kind of romanticize the idea of going on tour. Like, yeah, we're going to like party all the time or like hang out with everybody all the time. And uh, there's going to be a shit ton of people there. Uh, some of that will happen some of the time, like maybe, but don't like, don't go in there expecting that's going to happen. Uh, and like when it doesn't happen, don't be disappointed about it. Like it's all just part of, especially the initial stages of touring is, you know, you're kind of going through that local grind again, where, you know, you're not playing in front of as many people at first, but then you're kind of, you know, building up, you know, your market in that area and then more and more people come out, but don't get discouraged if there's not very many people at this one venue or like, you know, you have a couple bad days uh, with attendance or, you know, can't find anywhere to stay. It's discouraging, but don't let it like fuck up your time on tour. Really like tour really is kind of the best uh, or like you can come out of it uh, or you get out of it what you, you know, put into it and you don't want to like take out uh, too many negative like emotions or else the whole time is just going to be a fucking negative tour. And I couldn't agree any less. Well, more. Well, yeah. One of those words, you get it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, th th those are some things that uh, I feel like people know, but they need to kind of get a little bit of backstory from us to see, you know, what it's like. Cause I mean, we've been through all that before we know what to do now, but we've definitely been through it where we were fucking up, man. I can't tell you how many times, I rubbed someone the wrong way on a tour back in the early days or whatever it is. And, you know, it just makes you look bad. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and, you know, it, and it can happen with uh, certain promoters, uh, you know, I mean, really anybody, but like, obviously your promoter is like your main link, uh, unless you're booking through the venue directly. Most of the time or like the booking agents or whatever, that's like your main link to get to, play that venue or play that market or whatever and those are those are even hard to find in general like you know not like super hard but like you know hard to at least get a like a contact sort of relationship with them and then finally when you do you don't want to like rub them the wrong way by like you know saying some shit about some band they booked or whatever or uh you know not like clearly not doing your part as far as like bringing bringing heads in or whatever like if you're if you're like trying to book your band or promote your band don't say yeah uh mr promoter guy yeah we can get we can get 100 heads in the door or whatever no problem or we can get 50 heads in the door like we you know we we got this area like we definitely know and then you know five ten people show up that's gonna be a bad mark because the, then and this has happened to us before like you know we always thought the general like okay amount to like say that we can bring is about 50 which was like 
you know, like all right for a band our size, like at, at the time or whatever. And I remember one of the, that very first tour that we booked, this guy, he was just like, all right, so I see like five people in here, maybe 10. Where's, where's the rest of the 40 that you guys said that you can bring? And better believe we never worked with that guy again because not because we didn't want to, but I mean, obviously that was like a bad, you know, bad business move. Don't be doing, don't be like saying shit that you can't deliver on. I guess it's my main point in bringing that up. Like just be honest. And if it's, if you can't bring, bring enough people to the area, be honest, just be like, honestly, we're coming through the area. We don't know how many people that we're going to be able to draw out of the show, but we're definitely going to try to, you know, promote so that we can, get some new heads at the show, but we would really just love an opportunity to, uh, you know, to come through, play, hopefully gain some new fans. And, you know, if, if some people bite on social media or whatever, then we can get some more, more heads uh, that are coming to see us. Just be honest. I'm much more willing to work with a band like that. Not that I'm a promoter or anything, but in that, those eyes, I'm much more willing to work with a band like that than somebody who, you know, buffs their numbers and like doesn't deliver and doesn't have a good excuse as to why like why not yeah you should be a promoter now you, you just nailed that i mean i hated that question too promoters like how many people are going to bring out to the show like out of nowhere you're like, i don't <laughs> fucking know man like who else is playing <laughs> like right, right what time are we playing like give, give me something to work with here like uh, I don't know. It just depends. You, 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 you can't give anyone an exact number and predict the future. I hate that question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it, it's, it's inevitable. Like that's part of what they're looking for. Like how, like, just like, they're like, what's a ballpark of what I'm going to need for the show? Uh, or like, basically I'm, I'm sure, uh, the math just all adds up saying, all right, this is how many people I need. Uh, to pay the sound guy, to pay this guy, basically to break even. I'm sure like that's like their baseline numbers. So if you're like fudging the numbers, then they're losing money. Somebody's losing money and somebody's going to get pissed. And obviously they're not going to want to work with the band that like was the catalyst to this mutually frustrating thing that could have been avoided had the, this band just had been honest or whatever. Absolutely. And uh, something more to add on, I guess, some some more some more tour, uh, you know, tour stuff. Definitely, if you're on tour, try and leave wherever you're leaving to go to your destination. Like, if you have an eight-hour drive or a six, six, eight-hour drive, you have to leave, like, two hours early if you want to be on time. You know how Absolutely. it is, bro. Like, yeah, you have to drive slower sometimes. You, the guys want to stop and get the grub. And the guys are taking dumps left and right. And next thing you know, you're, like, an hour or two late. I hate being late and leave at least an hour early, man, you know, because if you're a new band, you're showing up late all the time because I, I can name so many bands that have done that that I've toured with, and it, it gets annoying. It's like, are these guys taking this seriously? Like, we have to be here to load in and yada, yada. So definitely stay on that. Leave early. Yeah, yeah people, people these days, I mean, I'm – I know, I know, luckily, in our case, uh, we're always known for showing up to the venue first, but uh, just in general, from what I've seen from, like, promoters and stuff, like, asking us where a certain band is or, like, just be like, what, what's going on, blah, 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 like, expecting us to know. We're just like, well, we try to hit them up, blah, 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 but I, I noticed that it's 
definitely like having a huge, like a lot bigger of an impact uh, negatively towards those bands who are showing up late. Uh, even if it's just like once or twice, because like if that's your, like your first chance uh, going to this venue and you had to pull some strings getting there and you're fucking late, they're just like, all right, well, we were just kind of doing you a favor. Uh, we don't need to, we don't need you guys. I mean, this will be your last show and your show's cut short and go go find another venue. So it's definitely like punctual, like shit happens. Like, you know, you might need to show up late or uh, like if something happens with your van which I know that sounds like the classic tour excuse, but it really, it really is uh, like uh, a legit excuse. And I hate, I hate when bands just say that just because it acts like can be a viable excuse. But uh, for the most part, uh, whenever there's been van problems on tours that I've been in on or whatever, uh, I, people have legit van problems. I remember fucking, uh, Wake in Providence at our tour, uh, we had no idea if they were going to make it to the show. They're just like, yeah, we had band problems or van problems and got that shit fixed. And like, the, like we had to change the set order a little bit, but they were able to like just, they showed up, played, and then they were good. I was just like, all right, that's, that was pretty clutch. I didn't think you guys would make it, but shit happens. But I guess more of the story is don't be fucking late, especially if you're trying to make a good impression on, uh, the venue or the people throwing it. Yeah, because these people, duh, I mean, us bands on tour know how it is, but some of these promoters, man, they just put on shows, and a lot, a lot of these promoters that you will work with, they're taking, like, smaller packages, and mostly all they do is local shows, and sometimes they don't really comprehend how intense touring is for smaller bands, and I remember a few times for us back in the day, some promoters would be so upset that we would get late as if we're, like, local in town. Like, there's no reason why you should be late. And, it's like, the first time we're playing there, it's like, bro, we're on tour. The drive beforehand, have you seen our flyer? The tour beforehand or the date before was, like, nine hours away. That happens sometimes. And it doesn't matter if you leave an hour or two early. If it's a nine-hour drive, bro, that's a long time. Like, sometimes that can be, like, an all-day drive. Even when we were with you guys, those drives felt like you, we had to leave at, like, 7 in the morning just to make it on time by four o'clock. I mean, yeah, I remember that like, well, because luckily because we had so many people crammed in that fucking sardine can of a van <laughs> since like all, like both bands were touring in it. Uh, I remember I would be up like doing the late night shift. So most of the time we would have, you know, 24 hour drivers or whatever. Um, but I remember that like, all you guys were waking up and I was trying to go to sleep or whatever. And there's like, all right, who's taking the day shift? I was like, day shift. We just fucking like, we just drove for like five, seven hours. It's like four o'clock in the morning. And, uh, I was like, man, I guess we're just, uh, just going to keep trucking it. Those, those nine hour trips, they're not nine hours. They definitely take the whole fucking day. Yeah. And you know how it is on some of those big highways down there, especially towards, the Midwest and in the West, like 70, 75 miles an hour sometimes. And you got all this weight and all these people, you're, you're lucky to go 55 or 60. You're, you're going to be late anyway. You got to leave early. Yeah. So I guess not to, not to beat the point in yeah. <laughs> any further. They all got it. Just, you guys just, get it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, guys, just fucking show up on time and 
whether it's touring or local shows. And on a quick side note, all these like, you know, thoughts or whatever, uh, they're meant for, they're initially meant for like tour etiquette, but it's easily translated into just local shows in general, like apply the same stuff and you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be golden. So, yeah. So yeah, I guess to uh, switch gears a little bit, um, we had briefly mentioned uh, during when we were talking about like tour etiquette and stuff like that, how you kind of, you know, don't want to have like, you know, a big like attitude going into it. And, you know, you just kind of have to be humble and all, all that sort of thing. And it reminded me, and I'm, I'm glad I wrote it down, but it kind of reminded me of a thought that I had about, I guess, kind of that like rock star like image. Uh, and you kind of, you know, have that like whole mystique. Like, I mean, you, you can think of like any, like any rock star or whatever, the fact that you can come up with, uh, you know, all, like it's mostly like kind of like old, like people in in the past, like you know, Slash, uh, Jimi Hendrix. I know I just named two guitarists, but you know, I mean, there's always like these like rock stars, and they have this like rock star mentality of this whole like allure more so. I guess that's what I'm what I'm uh, trying to say. And I noticed that uh, ever since like social media started gaining a lot more traction over the past like decade or so um kind of seems like that star power has been diminished um but it also i mean it goes it goes kind of both ways like you're kind of losing the mystique and like you know the kind of mysterious side of like hey what's this person really like like this guy is like on top of the world like just rock and roll all day and what really any genre you could be a rock star in any genre really but uh, you know, you, you're kind of losing that mystique because now you're seeing like all your favorite bands, all your favorite musicians, like posting on Instagram all the fucking time. Like, Hey, here's what I had for lunch. Here's what I, whatever. I like, what, what is your opinion on it? Do you think that like helps, uh, like that whole rock star allure or does it like hinder it? Both. I think it's good for the most part. Cause everyone has a chance to get their, get their name out their own type of following because so many people doing it but it hurts as far as anyone actually trying to become a real rock star because i'm going to be honest the past handful of years i can't name any new artists who i can who I, who I consider like a new wave new age you know rock star maybe like the people back in some of the guys back in the MySpace era that have come up, like Andy Beersack and all, those guys are rock stars now. But since that, in this new generation, the past handful of years, I don't know. There is no new rock star. All the social media thing is so heavily intensified now. Everyone looks like a rock star now online, but it, it's hard to pinpoint who to who, who to focus on and who to really rise up. Like there, there is no new rock star thing that i think it's going to be a rarity it's pretty pretty shot pretty dead yeah yeah i mean and like you can kind of get like a little cynical with it too is you also have like now you have like a means of maybe possibly communicating with these rock stars or whatever and like it again it it, it has that balance of helping or hindering or whatever like you you have one of your favorite bands like the, the singer has a 
has an Instagram account, Facebook account or whatever, uh, you have, you have access to like message them like back before social media. It's not like you could just get these like different people's phone numbers and just call them. I mean, the most you can do is send them like fucking fan mail and shit like that, but you couldn't do something as simply like going, going into DMS or messaging on Facebook or whatever. You, you couldn't do that. And now you can for the most part. I mean, some people I think turn it off, but you can, you can try or whatever. Most times they're, you know, they're not going to respond, but, uh, and then the fan might take it a certain way and that could, you know, kind of negatively impact it. But that's just kind of the, <laughs> it's not mine's, it, it's how it is, but I just hate the people who get fucking butt hurt if, you know, they're like somebody who's in like a really big band like doesn't reply back to them. Like they're obviously, they're obviously not going to reply back to you. I mean, they might. And if it's, if anything, it might just be a small, like, Hey, yeah, thanks or whatever. But for the most part, like there's not really much time for it. Even if there is, I'm sure there's tons of other people that they're talking to. They have their own lives, their own friends, their own family. Like I, I think the last thing that they're trying to worry about is responding to people like who message them. But then you have like some of the people who like randomly will like reply to like certain tweets or certain like comments on Instagram. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, that's awesome. So like that kind of helps, uh, in the, you know, in that aspect where you're kind of getting a little bit more favor. Cause if you're getting that sort of excitement, just cause some person who like rarely responds to anything, uh, on social, social media, and then they all of a sudden respond, the i guess that's where you kind of get that like rock star appreci appreciation because you're just like oh shit this person just fucking tweeted back at me that's so that's so fucking cool or whatever so i mean in that aspect you know the social media ruining the allure or the uh, mystique of being a rock star in that aspect it you know can kind of help um and like you said before you know it's at least more accessible to see what's going on uh with you know with that person and you can kind of get like you can kind of see that they're human too and you might be able to relate to them a lot better if you see you know their daily things or sometimes they post like you know a, a status or like some sort of positive message or some sort of like struggle they're having just you know and it could relate to you and that could that could be beneficial as well so um, I think it, I think the era of like the rock star allure mystique is dead, but I definitely think that, uh, the, the rise of like those same sort of people, like being more humanized and more accessible and, you know, more relatable. I think that's a lot more prevalent these days. And so, like I said, it's a help and hindrance thing, but yeah, I just thought that was. That was, that was interesting. I wanted to see your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's interesting to talk about that. And what you said is a super nail on the head on how to 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 act if you are if you pretty popping band and you want to kind of keep you know like what you said about you. You don't have to reply to everybody, even if you're too busy anyway, or even if you're not busy. It's good to kind of pick and choose to get that reaction other people see oh he replied to someone so that's sick like i wish that person would talk to me and then that keep that kind of keeps those people 
trying to get a reaction out of you and still following you, and it just makes you seem uh, like you are a rock star, like you are that busy. Maybe you are, but I definitely like what you said because that's that's what I see a lot of the bands do or the artists do who uh, who do keep that allure. They don't reply to every single motherfucker, and I think that's cool because if you did, you would seem too easy. And you wouldn't seem as cool. <laughs> I mean, it's just that, it's right. that simple. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And like, you know, yeah, I mean, I have nothing more to add. I was, I was agreeing and then laughing about it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though. I, I definitely like, uh, like that take. That's what I see. But yeah. Star power, man. Uh, definitely cool to talk about it. If you're out there and you want to be a fucking huge rock star, more power to you, but you're going to have to figure out your, your own unique way of, kind of dealing with these fans out here on social media and it, I'm sure it's uh I'm sure it'd be fun to do it'd be a good uh I mean me and you do it we're not even rock stars but I know I don't reply to everybody and people are stoked when I do but I just imagine that I am just imagine you are a rock star and you dream it till you make it man like you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah and I mean and I just thought about it too but like you kind of like again even like kind of going back on the when when people don't or like when people reply or choose not to reply to like messages or comments or whatever um like again that that's a help helpful thing or a hindrance thing but i have noticed though that you know if you at least acknowledge somebody or like you know eventually get back to somebody even like I'm I'm referencing like something from YouTube or whatever. Not even my band. I forgot the band I was talking about, but this dude used to just do like acoustic covers. Like he came from nothing and he just did acoustic com- covers. I mean, I know who the band is. I'm just being vague. And uh, uh and you know, I I saw that he was like interacting with everybody that was like uh commenting on on everything and I think that got the word spread a lot more because you know, the people who were able to interact with this dude i'm sure they went out and told their friends oh my god this guy from this band uh you know responded back to me or whatever so that like kind of brings a whole new flooding of you know fans that you know that person wouldn't have had if you know he didn't respond so you know again I, it's it's good to respond but i wouldn't say that it's something that you should do like all the fucking time to like every single thing like oh like that was a really good song you can be like, oh, thank you. And then they try and start, start uh, spark up a conversation or whatever. That's up to you whether you want to entertain that or not. But, you know, you don't you don't really want to give away the whole uh, cake or whatever you give away. Yeah, whenever <laughs> I make a post, I don't make very many posts for that reason. But when I do make a post that's about something, I'll try to reply to everybody because anyone who follows my page knows I don't post very much and when I do I will talk to everybody so I have like every time I make a post about something that's for real I get all these comments because they know that I'm going to talk to them and I think that they like that and I'll try to reply as much as I can if I was a dude who like made a post every other day I probably wouldn't reply as much but I try to make it special for people if I'm talking about my, you know me and my music you know that's what I care about I'll talk about that but if I'm sharing a video or a band I like I don't have much to say about, you know, too much in the comments. I'll just have people talk about the song. I don't care. So I, yeah, I put this up here. I, this was basically my opinion of, of it, that, like, I cared enough to share it. 
that, that's that's all I really have to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man, right. star power. Let's move on. Like, what, what else we got? We got a couple more things to talk about, right? Yeah, I mean, the the list just goes on and on, my friend. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing that we were talking about before we uh, we started that that I wanted you to hold up on was uh, the whole like sponsoring ads thing or sponsored ads. Yeah. Um, like Facebook, Instagram. You know, a lot of it, when you first think about it, there's a lot of fucking emotions behind it because people are so fucking pissed that they have to pay to, you know, have their music listened to or have the people that uh, like their page already, like, you have to pay now in order to reach those people. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I fucking hate it, but that's just how it is now, and that's probably not going to change. You're on their free website, and... You know, I know they make tons of money doing other stuff, but you're on their website, so you got to play, uh, play by their rules uh, when it comes to that. So I got over that that idea. So when I when when I started looking into uh, sponsoring, uh, and if you don't know what that is, I'm I'm sure most of you guys do, but basically, you know, you you make a post and not very many people see it, no matter how many friends you have. Not based on like different algorithms through Facebook and uh, Instagram, you know, they do it. So basically the most, what they think is the most relevant information, uh, that your friends would like, they're, they're going to be the ones that see it, but a sponsored one, a sponsored ad is the person who made that post. They pay X amount of dollars and now it's accessible to more people. And what I wanted to dive in with that, um, was kind of like, the uh, backbone from for me it's like a learning thing because uh when i mean i did it like once on my own and like i didn't really do much with it. i just said yeah sponsor this post i didn't really look at it I put down like 20 bucks but i just wanted to see how it worked and then uh when we got signed they took care of it so i don't even know what happened on that end or what exactly you do so since you've tried it out um and looked looked through it a little bit more thoroughly what uh like what what are kind of the ins and outs of of that because i'm i'm really curious about that yeah i've done it over a dozen times for a lot of things for my last project but um if you're if you're in a new band new project um a lot of people might know maybe not i would definitely get an advertisement to promote your page like on the side of facebook and get some people to like your band page because what's the point and putting down all this money to get your to get your fans to like it if you have no fans on the page, right? Right. Secondly, right. you could also, if you have a brand new single, you want to come out the gate swinging, and you have you don't have too many fans, you can target your post to specifically who you want to see it by age, by their country. Because I was doing um, what I was telling you earlier, I was doing one, and um, I tagged countries i did all the countries uh which was a bad idea this is a trial and error thing i did all the countries and i tagged like a bajillion different artists that i think my my band sounded like and the amount like the max capacity you could reach was millions and millions of people and if i wanted to reach them all to make it worth my while i would have had to have dropped a lot of money i only had a hundred bucks to to throw down so it was going to reach maybe 150,000 people out of, you know, several million of 
different pages. So it wasn't going to be as effective as I wanted it to be. So if I were, you know, uh, a new band trying something out, pick like a couple artists that you think you sound like and talk and focus on their fans first. Cause I definitely, I, I went overboard. I tried everybody, but that's not the way to do it unless you're, unless you're rich and you can reach all those people. So think about that. Once you have a fan base sponsor, sponsor your purse will be much easier, but, uh, it's not too difficult, you know. That's uh, that's what I've gathered. Yeah, and actually, uh, it, it that I never really thought about. It's one of those things where, like, you you know that you're being like targeted, like for some sort of reason, and you kind of figure. But that's what I like. I like getting into the like details of it because, like, I used to, uh, I used to live in Jacksonville, uh, like not too long ago, uh, and I never changed my city on, you know, any of the social media that I was on. Um, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I changed the city yet. And, uh, I noticed that like, I keep getting all these, like all these sponsored ads that like are showing up through my feeds and stuff that like promote events in Jacksonville. And for me, I was just like, well, they probably like figured that I used to live in Jacksonville and, you know, maybe I go there more or whatever, but I literally see nothing. Uh, like when I'm up here in Maryland, I'm like, I don't see, I don't see any, like any sort of like targeting saying, Hey, come to, come to this show in Baltimore. Hey, there's this event in DC or whatever. Uh, I, I only get like Jacksonville ones. And now it kind of makes sense. Cause, uh, I'm sure I'm in that like target keyword, uh, thing that these people are sponsoring. Uh, like, so when they're checking out by location, they say Jacksonville, like try and hit as many people that would be interested in Jacksonville and music. All right, cool. Target Joe, because he lived in Jacksonville and he does music. Like that makes a lot of sense. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, hop on that. Um, so yeah, that, that, those, those are the basics you need to know just from my trial and error. I've been very so very successful when I do it with like a a, a new song I have because I already had a bunch of fans on my page. I just did the uh, the usual type of deal and it worked out well for me. But I was trying to expand it. And literally, if you're out there and you want to really expand and be impactful, you're going to have to talk to each member and you have to have a plan. You want to start off strong. Each of you guys throw down a couple hundo and get a couple big artists and you'll probably gain a lot of fans that day or that week, however long. You can set how long your ad goes for as well, which I think is fucking sweet. I did one for, you know, a whole week. That was cool. So, you know, that you, you can do whatever you want. Just, just, uh, just be smart about it. And also, a- a- advertise on YouTube as well is great. Uh, I advertised for a video that I did two years ago and um, got 100,000 likes and, or views in a couple weeks, literally. And threw down, threw down literally 200 and something dollars, not a big deal, and got a lot of new fans. You know, there's there's so many ways to sponsor on, on all the platforms. Definitely uh, see what works for you. Uh, just do it all, man. If you, if you got the money and you got the drive, do it all. Absolutely. And, like, uh, that kind of, like, alludes to another point that I know we've talked about, uh, you know, just by ourselves before. But um, it's not only, like, uh, like, there's obvious things that you want to sponsor, like, you have a new music music video coming out. You have a new album coming out. This is your new song. Those are like, no duh, sponsor those those things. But one thing I've noticed that is equally as important, if not 
more so important. Well, I'd, I'd just say equally as important. Sponsor the fucking shows like that you're uh, about to play. Sponsor the tour you're about to play. Um, and I'll, I'll get on the tour part in a second, but specifically like if it's a, if it's like a big uh, like package show and you're one of the like only two or three locals that are going to be playing that show, fucking do add like do a sponsorship for that show because if you can if you can somehow like if it's a package or whatever you know there's already going to be a given amount there like just just to see them but if you can somehow generate way more than the promoter anticipated like for your scene that means that you were really putting in the work you put in the the money and the time to fucking you know promote their show so going back to the first first topic we were talking about that like that's like awesome for a promoter like to see hey this band is taking it seriously they threw down money for the show that I'm throwing down money for like that's pretty fucking cool so that's you know that's another huge thing that I, I would say you should promote I mean you don't need to like drop down Bitcoin on every single show you play but again the more people that are able to see your message uh, the more people that you're hopefully gonna get out to that show but one thing I wanted to ask you about that, though, is when it comes to, like, if you're promoting a tour, I feel like there's probably a strategy around that because obviously oh, yeah. you don't want to you don't you don't want to just like sponsor one like tour flyer saying and like then like target every single city that you're going to. I feel like you kind of would need to do a bunch of separate like, uh, you know, sponsorships for each for each city you go to. I don't absolutely. And, yeah, that's going to cost a lot of money to do, but it's worth I mean, it. Uh, uh, most of the bigger artists who have the money to do that do that because I've seen I've seen a lot of that. Um, this is a, I guess a very this is the first example that comes to mind. Um, I remember when Either Breather had their uh, like their finale tour before they broke up. Um, they're, they're from where we're from. If the listeners are curious, why I brought them up. But they they would during their tour each time they were hitting a, a a new date they would you know make a post they would have their own separate flyer like they're playing this date they had some I guess someone in the band can do design work and had their own separate flyer for every show and it was targeted for each city I don't know if they put down like maybe twenty bucks for each one you know whatever it is and and the tour flyer was what was boosted as well a lot of a lot of bands make sure if, if there's a tour you know two months out they're at least gonna drop it again and boost it you know every week to, to keep that circulating i'm seeing that right now with uh a white chapel tour like it's a whole different post all the bands are doing it so many bands are on the tour and it's just like i'm seeing it everywhere and those shows are going to be packed um I think bands should work together. If you're on tour, tell your tell your fellow bands about all the work you're putting in. If you guys are working as a team, your tour will be very successful. If everyone's dropping some 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 good coin, the more people that come, the more you're gonna get that back. Dude, that that would be the fucking day when, like, you know, you you're touring with a package or whatever. You all know know about ahead of time. I mean, I'm sure there's some like I'm sure to some capacity with labels they do this uh but at least in the diy like local scene like if you're booking your own, own tours or whatever uh that will be the fucking day when you have all four bands on the package be like all right guys let's make sure that these shows are awesome uh 
you know, my band will throw down this amount, your band, this amount, whatever. Like everybody just has a, has a flat rate amount or whatever that they drop like just for like ad promotion, like towards the package. Like that's just, that will be a fucking glorious day. Like again, yeah. Like it sucks that there's another expense you have to pay for, but that's all part of being in a band. Really it's a business too. And you have to, you know, throw down some coin to, you know, get your name out there initially. Yeah, that's what's going on. Imagine if all these big tours are being posted online and not a single person in any band is sponsoring it. Like, imagine how no one would know that shit's even fucking happening. Like, you know what I mean? No, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. And, like, and there's there's been even, like, not even re- referencing tours, but just kind of the importance of how it is now that you'll, you really do have to start dropping coin on, uh, like, Facebook ads and Instagram ads, all that, you really do have to start doing that. Cause even some of my favorite bands, I'm like, I had no idea. You just came out with a CD two months ago. Like I had no idea. And I, I have bought all of your CDs from like the day they were released, like since you guys started. And now that, you know, Facebook and all that sort of stuff has changed. I was like, Oh shit. I'm like way late to the game. This is kind of embarrassing. I consider myself a big fan. So like, not only that, just with an album, but tours, tours too. I'm like, oh, cool. You were here last month. I would have loved to have come out to the show, but you know, I didn't see that sponsored ad. Yeah, and let's not forget about you know getting a good publicist. You know what I mean? Yeah, most, and that, mo- mo- that most labels have their own, but you, but you know. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people think that like you need or like you can't get that until you are signed or whatever uh, or at least i thought so you know towards towards the final years before we started or before we actually got signed we actually found a guy to be a publicist and it was like legit connections and i was like oh shit so like really if if i guess not anybody just anybody could work with him like Obviously, he would have to like believe in your band and stuff like that, but uh, like similar to a label, but just not like you know you don't you don't have to be signed just to like be on like AP uh, magazine or Revolver or any of those websites or anything like that. Like I was super stoked the day that you know we first got a publicist. list. It was like literally within that week we were on AP magazine. I was like, what the fuck? That's dope. Not the not the magazine itself, but the site. I just say the whole word whenever oh, I say course. that brand. And, and, and that's <laughs> something that bands need to realize, which is super, 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 super important in today's day and age. Because, I mean, nowadays so many bands do know about it. And now that's why AP has that, like, <clears throat> they, they kind of focus on the bigger artists now, but they'd still have their weekly, like, like 12, 12 bands that drop something new this week, and you have, like, a bunch of you know YouTube links or whatever it is for these different bands of singles. That's still fucking dope. They still do that. And um, a publicist that I'm talking to just got a buddy of mine. I, I referred to her, and she hooked him up with that. And the biggest thing is just a, a press run, a press release. That's what that's what you need so that your name is in the ether, your name is out there. Even if different sites turn you down because you're so small. Someone's gonna someone's gonna bite on it, and the more your band grows, and the more you keep doing press runs later on, maybe the bigger ones will will start to bite. They've heard of you before, 
you got to get your name out in the industry and the inside as well. That's why you need a publicist. If you want to make it, you got to do all that stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot, a lot that a publicist does. And it's, I mean, it's it's like a specific, you know, specific task that they have, but you know, that I know we've said it before, but eventually as you start to grow as a band, you, are building a team that's more than just the people playing the music like we said like the managers like the label publicists like there's there's a whole bunch of different people you eventually work with like tour managers all, like everything like there's there's so many so much bigger of a team that happens like as you grow um and why not you know get the leg up and start building your team early like yeah it, it's it's just crazy and it's really like if you're willing to like throw down like money or whatever to, you know, make that investment in yourself. And, you know, I know you and I have, we've definitely spent thousands, probably tens of thousands of dollars into our bands uh, respectively. And uh, it was all part of the investment. And when, when you throw out that big number, that's, that's whatever, but it's through a, through a, a long period of time. But, something small like not even small but relatively small compared to the grand scheme of things like a publicist i think we only paid him like 100 200 bucks like just i think once uh like once or twice and he worked with us for you know quite a while um i think we had to like keep keep re-upping or whatever but um you know he he got that exposure out there like got us interviews with tons of different people that we would have no idea how to even like contact these people. And I think uh, there's something to be said about, you know, the difference between you hitting up all these different people and the difference between somebody who already has all these connections and all these relationships with these people. Like if somebody's willing to vouch for your ba band, who's respected among, you know, other people in the industry, that's going to just bring you up a huge leg above like anybody who's doing, anything else or like you know less than that you know yeah the publicist might be one of the most important things that you need even for a label if you sign to a label this is for our listeners too if you're in a brand new band and you have this you know predetermined i guess dream about what a label is if you're signed to a label what do you what's the expectation most bands think we're gonna fucking get big and people are going to know me and all that stuff and the awareness is going to go up that's just because they have a publicist in the house or whatever it is it's not because you've signed the x label because there's some labels who have a good name who lost publicists and you don't hear anything about their bands that much anymore because they have some bad ones like people right. don't know how important the publicist is getting all these bands press and doing the press release and shooting it out to every single contact and whoever bites bites they can all bite if they want to look at you know whenever asking alexandria drops a new single they're so huge you got multiple different webzines picking up their press and doing articles about them like that's what i'm talking about and don't get mad if you don't get too many bites or you get a couple it's because you're you're small you have, to, you have you have time to grow don't don't expect you get a publicist oh i'm gonna get on all this stuff like it still it still falls on you how big you are. Maybe you don't need one yet, but when you feel like you do and you get some bites, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be great for you. Yeah, I definitely think that you know with 
with it being so easy to make like to not only like make and produce like semi good music on your own and you could think it sounds like awesome or whatever and now you have like more like access to reach tons and tons of people than ever before like that's i feel like that's kind of changed uh the the mindset of these beginning bands or whatever as far as like they they expect hey i got this to this many people and you know they're like that's obviously going to translate into you know hey we're we're going to be big or we're bigger now or whatever but i really like think that you know bands that are first starting out or not even first starting out i think all the way through the spectrum i think just bands in general need to just always be like putting in that like tough groundwork like where you're you know doing the doing the daily grind with you know promoting making the right moves as far as uh you know hiring the right people like if you like since we we're just talking about publicists if you're having you're, you're you know putting down money towards a publicist and they're not doing much for you then you know it's not the end of the world if you just go with somebody else who might do better i mean you can give them a chance or whatever that's where you have to bit weigh your business aspect of it but basically it's not even though everything my i guess my point is even though everything is so easy it doesn't mean that like you still don't have to make a lot of fi financial investment and fucking if worse comes to worse just treat it as a bill like just treat it as like a cell phone bill and hey i have to if if the whole band puts together you know 50 bucks a month then we got 250 uh if you have five members uh 250 a month to spend on you know whatever we need shirts uh you know promoting a song whatever there even though you don't have to pay for as much studio time anymore to like put put a demo on or whatever even though you don't have to pay for so much stuff as you used to you still have to throw in money because you know the financial climate of the industry has definitely changed over the past like decade yeah you got to put in more to get your music out than what you put in to create the music nowadays what's the point in dropping you know a few g's on a cd and you just you know that old mentality when facebook was was cool with their algorithms drop it everyone sees it can't do that anymore man like you're gonna have to drop probably more than what your album costs to really make it worth your while and get people to really see it and know that's even happening yeah yeah and again and we'll we'll have to well we can tackle it now it doesn't matter um since we're on the subject the uh we say all of this and that's all fine and uh part of what i was trying to segue into with bringing up you know it's super easy to you know make music these days and like create something that's like sounds professional or whatever but before you invest all this money in your band just make sure you've worked out all the kinks and make sure that i know this should go without saying but unfortunately it like it just doesn't happen like i see i see so many like bands who just they spend all this money on a music video all this money on like sponsoring and all this money on like making sure that they have uh you know a good sound or whatever and you can do all that that's good that's that's what you got to do you got to have all this all those things but then i listen to the song and i'm like this is just really bad and it's just like not even like i'm not even trying to say like it's you know i'm not trying to say it's not my kind of music i had just there's just 
a lot of different examples of bands that you know just put out whatever that they they know they can recognize what the social media market is and how to like get your music out there it's like all right cool get your music out there but make sure like it's it's good um like something that the next year or whatever you don't look back on and be like man i really wish i spent all this money uh like with with what i'm doing now because what i was doing back then it was just like it wasn't it wasn't as worth the investment uh to drop all this money on something that you know i was able to do a lot better a year later um so basically just don't don't rush it like don't don't sink your investment into like something that's not a quality product and there's there's so many bands out there that just release whatever just to say they're in a band and that's that's one of the stupidest things to me oh bro i have some examples i won't name these artists but just to follow up with what you said that is a terrible thing to do because there's a couple bands that i know they're not from here or anything but i just see them online so i know who they are like i guess they're just so amped up to, to come out like a new artist and like they have like the worst logo of all time and on top of that like basement basement quality recording like don't sound too too good at all promos are done like in the woods behind your dad's house and then and then everybody yeah everybody <laughs> but then they like they, they like know what to do to get it out there though but their product isn't that good so now they they're getting they're putting all the ads out they do have a press run but that's cool but you're basically doing a press run on bad content so now you are going to have a harder time to make up for that once your band does get better because the first thing that they know like you're you're out there now and now and now people think that you're not that good because you put too much down to get your shit out there too early before you got good so there is a time and a place for it right and that actually that actually brings up another point that literally i well i know you're struggling with it and i'm struggling with it like super hardcore right now too uh i mean both of us are in the same situation uh fucking patience is the hardest thing to have but it is so fucking important like i know like i know you and i are both super excited to just like record a whole bunch of songs with our respective bands or you know projects that we're working on or it's like, yeah, let's record it, let's release it. Uh, like, as soon as we get the first first track, let's just release it right away, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it's, I mean, as much as, like, I mean, we still, I mean, luckily we've gone through a lot of years of knowing, like, how to, how to do it correctly and all that sort of stuff. And one thing I definitely have to say is patience is so hard, but make sure you don't ever, like, rush making these like songs good in the first place and also making the right moves as far as releasing the songs like you know there's there's a lot of a lot of times like people just release something because they're super stoked and then it's like okay well then then what are you gonna like what, what's next are you guys coming out with an album like what is this leading up to so then you just have one song you're super stoked about to put out and then you know nobody hears anything and then a year later yeah here's our album oh Okay, well, what what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> like, oh yeah, uh, you always gotta have that good follow up, man. I, that's the thing I hate the most. And when there, there's actually so, there's most bands out there that don't go anywhere. Honestly, like 
they'll put out this dope single or put so much time into it and you see it, okay, cool, this band might be something. Never hear about them again. And then a whole other band does it with one song. Like, you see all these bands trying to come up. They have a good start. And then that's that. I don't know why that is or what they're doing. It just boggles my mind because all the stuff that we're talking about, it's easy to, to comprehend and understand, but I guess it's hard to execute for some bands out there. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, I have noticed that too. And I think uh, something I just thought about when, when you have a whole bunch of those bands doing that, and actually I was daydreaming about this <laughs> a little bit earlier today too. Um, when you have a bunch of bands doing that and releasing these, these songs and like, they're super proud of them. And like, they actually are good songs. Like, awesome. Cool. This, this is a step in the right direction, but that lack of follow-up and then just eventually disappearing, uh, or maybe not even disappearing, maybe just people forgot about them and haven't checked back on all that hard work, all that promotion that they did for the first release that like they, they just didn't execute it properly. And I think that might be affecting, uh, the amount of people who are checking those kind of bands out. Um, cause you know, I like to have, this is the part I was daydreaming about. I like to have like these lo like long-term, uh, connections or like fanships with the bands that I like. And, you know, most of the fans or most of the bands that I'm a fan of, I've been a fan of for years and they're still together. And, a lot of the ones that like break up or, you know, whatever happens to them or they just stop writing music, you know, I'm still a fan of theirs, but you know, I it's not like I'm going back and checking their page all the time. Uh, but I guess my main point is like, there's like way too many bands now that start and break up than bands that, you know, make, make music and then keep making music for a long time. Like it's hard to see like bands that have spanned throughout you know, a long period of time these days. And that's, that's kind of sad. And it, I'm sure it stops people from like wanting to like uh, a new band or whatever, because there's like, okay, well, I like this band, but when are they going to break up? Because these days it's kind of an inevitable, um, which is shitty and we've both gone through it, but uh, you know, it, it happens, but yeah, I mean, luckily with both of our bands, we had a pretty long long thing and neither of us are uh are stopping anyway so it's all good yeah um, yeah, yeah I, I was thinking about that like I, I definitely think that there's uh definitely a decline of people who are actually interested in checking out new music uh because you know it doesn't even seem like the bands putting out music are taking it as seriously as as they should yeah people want to discover bands that are actually going to keep making some music for them to jam to like that's that that's the that's the expectation now. It's like, man, this is dope, but this might be all they do. Like, fuck them. <laughs> and like, you gotta have that follow up to show that you're here to stay, or like, you know, show 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 that you're you're doing something. Put some updates out there, or announce a record, or like, you know, something. Too many bands just drop up something dope. It's like more to come, and then like a couple months go by, and you're just like looking at their page, like. Where's it at, though? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's... I mean, it's. I mean, we know all the cliches, like, more stuff coming soon, you guys are not ready for this, like, all that 
all that bullshit. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it it's sucks best that not it, to say that. It's best not to say that today. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Like a hundred percent. Like just don't say that. Just keep it keep it going. If anything, just like drop like just some random promo picture. Like even if it's a one you've used already, just if if it's been a while since you've posted anything and you don't have actually anything like new to, you know, tell people or whatever or update people on, like maybe just drop a promo, like a promo picture and like just tag a line that's interesting. And if you're not doing every like if you're not like super active at the band at the moment, don't fucking like write something every single day because nah like that's one thing i noticed i was just like okay well they're like interactive questions or whatever but like all these like interactive questions uh or like statements or whatever that's good to like draw like more people like to your page and that's all well and good but if you have nothing to promote or like nothing you're really doing like what's the what's the point of doing it like if you're doing it just like to remind people that you're around and interact with your fans then yeah do that but don't do it every fucking day like just space it out until you have like something genuine to show so you're not just like filling people's feeds or like people who are coming back to check out your page they're not coming back and just seeing the same old like oh, okay they're just being weird or whatever there's <laughs> no band out there that has something new to say every day like there's not a single band out there so listeners if you're in a band just don't do it I mean, on Facebook, like, let's be real, like, there's no point in posting anything unless you're ready to drop some coin on it or maybe a, a picture here and there. But let's be real. If you got, if you want to do that day-to-day shit, you better pick up the Instagram and, and, and all that type of type of jazz because that's, what, that's what's to be expected. The Facebook's like the official type of thing now. That's where you're, you're dropping, like, the real content. It doesn't have to be... And every couple of days, you have to say something on Facebook where people think you're dead. Like, nigga, they all use Instagram, bro. <laughs> right. Get your fans on yeah. there. Get personal on there. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and, and again, when it comes to, like, you know, personal questions like that, like, or uh, I guess alluding to that, like, that's what you have the personal accounts for. But sometimes, like, I do think it's cool sometimes when, like, uh, when bands do, like, Hey, this is uh, like this is Joe from this band, and I'm taking over the Facebook uh, between four and five or four and six to answer all of your questions. Blah blah blah. I mean that that, that sort of thing is a cool idea to do. I don't know if it's like as like cool as it was like maybe two or three years ago. Oh, it's but... definitely cool. It's definitely cool because I read this article, bro. Oh, I'm trying to find it, man. I read this article. Uh, I'll, I'll stop looking for it. But I read this article, and <laughs> it made so much sense. Because it was saying for social media, like about your Facebook posting or your content in general, it was like a a 70, 20, and 10% thing. And I forgot what they were. And me saying this is pointless right now, then, but it did say make a post that is informative and having a small percentage of posts, like what you're saying, that is more engaging to like, look kind of like a questionnaire type of deal, getting your fans to actually talk with you while you're on there but that should be like a small percentage type of thing uh man i wish i could find this article because i would tell all you guys to check it out i'll 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 definitely find it next time but um 
you're well, yeah, yeah. If, anything, if anything if you find it then uh I, i'm pretty sure there's a way i can put like a link in in the description and all that sort of stuff um yeah but, yeah, yeah i know i know what you mean because uh and like i i definitely read a similar article i don't think it was the 70 2010 thing but it still had that same idea where like uh it engages like it, it shows up on people's feeds a lot more actually this is kind of fucked up i just thought about it but i'll finish my point uh when you're posting something like just a picture like I'll, i'm just taking instagram as an example if you post post just a picture with no caption at all far less people are going to see it if you post a picture with you know maybe just a, a lyric or whatever more people will see it but still not that many and maybe this is where the 70 percent is coming in maybe not but when you post a picture and then people are you like a lot of people are liking it uh and you maybe ask a question that like people respond to in the comments or if there's a lot of people commenting with more than like four or five words i think it was if they're commenting with you know more like sentences rather than just like cute or wow or just whatever like if you if you're getting a lot of comments and a lot of like back and forth then that's going to show up on like so many more people's feeds and i like kind of proof to this is most of the time and now i'm switching to facebook most of the time when you see stuff on facebook it's always those fucking uh statuses that have like extended amounts of comments uh like with people like either arguing which is both which sucks entertaining but, uh, fuck by the way <laughs> <laughs> i mean entertaining but just i i fucking hate it people need to stop being so butthurt about everything but uh all the same uh but yeah i have noticed that those are the ones that you see first besides you see like maybe uh targeted ads and videos that you may like based off of the other shit you watch thing else is just like uh it's either well some most of it is people who like say stuff that have a bunch of comments beneath it or uh people that you interact with or have some sort of uh recent connection to on Facebook so if like if i just uh added somebody on Facebook i might see like their next three posts like whatever they may be and then I never see their posts again unless like I like one of their statuses and maybe I'll see like an extra few more posts or whatever but like the more times you engage in other people's posts the more times that you'll see that so that's again if you're if you're really trying to support a band and you want to know uh what's going on with the band even if they have fucking 14,000 likes it's not a voting system just like that shit for yourself so that you can be like all right, cool. Uh hopefully more stuff like this will come to my page cuz basically that's that's all the like button is at this point. It's just like, "Hey, I like this. Show me show me more shit uh related to this." Like that's kind of all it is in in Facebook and Instagram these days. And every time you post something listeners, if you're taking notes on this, almost every single post try to find a way to word it to where it does become like a question for you or for listeners. Like, let's say, let's say I just I have an album coming out. Like, this is something that, that, that bands do because it works. You have an album coming out. Some artists will be like, you know, kind of like a, like a reminder thing. Album drops next week. 
and they'll post like the image of the CD. But the bands I know what they're doing will post the image of the CD, album drops in one week, who's already pre-ordered, and then people say me, 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 and then it pops up in the fucking news feeds more for more people to see. So like, you know, stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, always, it's... Always get your point across and then have that second sentence be a question that goes with it. And I, like, honestly, for, I know I like I know basically our demographic with this podcast is, you know, people in bands or people interested in like music and stuff like that. That's kind of like our our main like demographic. That's cool. And then we'll get those people that are like randomly tricking trickling in. So that last like thing that we were just talking about with social media and like about the comments and posting all that, that that's that's for all of you fucking anybody. That's for all the all the Instagram whores, like everybody like who wants to, you know, get themselves out there on social media. That's a that's a very good hack, like a good thing to know. Uh, like if you want if you want some engagement, if you want people to see your uh, see your content. You gotta get you gotta get some comments and you know encourage the comments and that's just kind of marketing one hundred and one when it comes to Instagram and and Facebook. So that, that, that's why it works for people. Isn't that crazy though? I saw this dude because I, I I'm fucking out here in the country. I'm, I'm friends with a couple people. This one dude went out fishing and like was holding up a fish he caught and, <laughs> and I don't know, he probably doesn't know what he's doing, but I thought it was slick. He's talking about you know. This is what I'm doing with my day. What, what, what are you doing with yours? Like, hella country. But he's got everyone talking about, man, I wish I was doing that. I'm just sitting here fucking, you know, watching whatever and yada yada. Bet money, if he just posted that picture of him with a fish and that was it, or say, hey, I caught a fish. Oh, that's cool, man. And probably people wouldn't even say that. They would just like it. And, okay, cool, he caught a fish. But, like, kind of like him being a little cocky about it and saying, what the fuck are you doing with your day? Like oh well, fuck you like I'll tell you what I'm doing <laughs> you know what I mean and then and then to break to break that down even further if he just posted it and didn't put any caption it's like oh it's some dude with a fish <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like, so those couple lines can really you can do a lot with just two lines yeah I mean it it it's it's definitely I mean it's it's I mean, it's it's proven. Like, I mean, you and I both have various social media accounts, and I've done this experiment with my own uh, Instagram account, just like, just to see like what the difference is between uh, like engagement or whatever. Like, I, I sometimes I post stuff at different times. Uh, sometimes I post things at in uh, or without a caption, with hashtags, without hashtags. I do like I do that. Well. 10% lazily, uh, like if I don't feel like putting a capture and don't feel like doing tags, but 90% of my posts, it's actually like, yeah, I do want to post this stuff and this isn't just an experiment, but I'm also experimenting. I do want to see uh, what, you know, what the effects of all these different variables are for like what I'm posting and if the things that I'm reading about match up with that or if there's, you know, differences. So you know, there's a lot of stuff, and I definitely want to get that get to that on a uh, on a future podcast because that's going to be a lot to talk about. But we have just about reached that time where we're going to have to close this piece out for for a wee bit. 
Um, yeah, but guys, this has been a very fun you... episode. It was very fun talking about these topics that we're talking about. And it was fun for me to even kind of revisit these basic things, just remembering, reminding myself, I know, I know what I'm saying, but just talking about it makes me, it makes me hype for what I'm doing personally. So this is a good outlet for me. Inside the Unsigned is great. Subscribe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Fun for me too. Like you said, just, you know, re kind of re-stimulating the, the mind uh, when we're talking about it. And, you know, it's, it's fun reliving the, uh, the memories with you, man. And, uh, you know, talking about that shit. So um, we're going to wrap this thing up. My name is Joe Deke. My name is OG. And this has been Inside the Unsigned. Like Orion said, subscribe if you're on YouTube. Otherwise, we're all over the place in the podcast world. Make sure you check it out. Tell your friends. Peace. Later.